0: 819 on the Crosstalk on WICM. We have the opportunity to speak with our guest in two segments. So I wanted to kind of uh, break it up into the candidates running against. And then when we get back together at 850, we can talk about the uh, candidate who currently holds the office and what President Trump is doing. Our guest from Americans for Limited Government, Rick Manning. Good morning. Thanks for talking with us. My
1: pleasure.
0: How are you? I'm well. And it' interesting, with the debate earlier this week and now last-minute prep for uh, Saturday's uh, uh, primary in South Carolina. By the way, is South Carolina's primary a normal, regular, everybody-understands-how-it-works kind of primary? Go to the polls, vote for a person, go home. Yeah, that's the way it is. No, a, uh, we haven't had one yet. None, so. of this,
1: none of this uh, crazy half the people vote and vote from, you know, nor- by ballot or by mail. The rest of them show up places, and nobody can figure out how to count it or divide it or multiply it. And, you know, basically, it, it really—the Democrats are demonstrating why
0: Common Core
1: math should be eliminated. Whew, they man. can't add anymore.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that states— Except maybe Iowa, who has done it their way forever. I'm surprised that other states want to have some form of unique. We're unique. We're different. It doesn't work, but we're unique. And that's really important. uh, Primary election. Well, caucuses were a
1: throwback to when the party bosses picked the uh, pick the nominee, and and so in small states, in, in particular, a caucus allows a the people in the state who do the hard work, who actually work for the party, and are the ones they're going to depend on to get out the vote, to actually meet and greet the candidate, to get a little personal attention, and so that's the purpose of a caucus. Um, and then there's typically a procedure afterwards where they figure out the delegates. Uh, it, It's only because we now have 24-7 news that anybody thinks there's anything weird about these caucuses, because they used to be done all the time. It's just nobody paid much attention to them.
0: And are they paying attention to them now? Well,
1: yeah, I I guess. The the Nevada (laughs) caucus I always kind of just dismissed. Um, It's always come down to Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina in terms of determining who's going to be the nominee. And it's a uh, and so it's it's really hard to imagine that the Bloomberg strategy of not being on the ballot for on any of those three and then trying to win Super Tuesday or uh, create some havoc on Super Tuesday to deny the person who wins those three or comes out of South Carolina, the front runner, deny them the nomination. It's really hard to imagine that it's going to work. But, you know, once again, the reason it's hard to imagine is because it never has worked. So but we'll, see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, a, a Bloomberg has unique strategy, and... Um he's got nobody's ever had the money to put into these races that he's had there we go
0: and i wonder if that would be the uh, the changing factor or the determining factor it's never worked before because no candidate has ever spent 150 million dollars on only a portion of the primary races that go on around the country He's going to spend. And, is he and, going to end up spending a billion?
1: Fifty million. You're three times too low. He's at well, four fifty right now.
0: Well, total. Yeah, I understand. He's going to end up spending a billion dollars to try and become the president.
1: Yeah, he'll, and if he needs to spend a second billion, he will. It, it's a. It's. It's really a. Well, if if I ran a media outlet in a primary state, I would be very happy about my Bloomberg because he's basically filling all your ad time. Um, the problem is he's filling it at political ad rates, which is lower. But the but he is filling all your ad time so you don't have any ad spots to um, you're you're not sitting there with dead air or just or doing soft reads. But here's the deal. Bloomberg's trying to buy it. The Democrats are trapped. The DNC doesn't like Bloomberg. The Democratic National Committee doesn't like Bloomberg. They far would have preferred a Kamala Harris, even a Pete Buttigieg, um, a you know, Joe Biden, uh, now Amy Klobuchar. They would have far prefer any of them to Mike Bloomberg. And, but with Bernie, they really don't want Bernie. Um, and so they look at this, and they're kind of trapped uh, they're they're trapped in in the in a world where they allowed their party to be taken over by somebody who isn't even a member of their party, and and as a result, if they deny Bernie the nomination, about twenty five to thirty five percent of the voters in the primary aren't going to go and vote. They're going to be mad. They're going to feel feel abused, and they've got a problem getting those people to vote in the general election. If they do allow Bernie to win, then. A lot of people are going to come out to vote who otherwise would sit on the sidelines to vote against him because they don't agree with they don't want to be a socialist country, and so you and as a result they get killed in that regard. So they they're looking at kind of the trying to how to mitigate the the damage and there's a lot of talk. Everybody'll hear a lot of talk about down ballot and all that. All that means is Bernie Sanders is going to hurt the person running for – the Democrat running for state delegate, state representative, state Senate. And that matters because of redistricting in 2021 when the congressional lines are redrawn um, for the next decade. And so the Democrats were all in in 2020, and Bernie is messing up all their plans because
0: they're going to end up
1: getting creamed
0: down ballot either way they go. I read something on social media recently from a friend of mine who I know to be a diehard liberal. I don't know... if he's a a diehard Bernie fan, but his post had to do with, uh, was uh, addressed to other Democrats who are, in his opinion, getting uh, all bent out of shape over Bernie Sanders being a Democrat socialist. When you look at other countries around the world, many of the leaders there are Democrat socialists, and they're doing just fine. And in history, in this country, FDR had Democrat socialist leanings. Uh, Martin Luther King did as well. So, uh democrat socialists aren't new on the scene and shouldn't be as scary as uh, some media outlets would like you to believe what do you think of that
1: well it depends on your definition the Demo- democrat socialist in europe was a was an alternative to the communist party in europe um, and it was and, and so it was a, created in, your, in after the cold war as a means or after world war II, as a means to offsetting the communist parties um, takeover of the, of the through the electoral process, so those democratic socialist parties have a have a de- emphasis is on Democrat, a democratic. Um, the Bernie Sanders version, because he's just added the Democratic to it recently. He's always been a socialist candidate. He was a socialist mayor from, from Burlington, Vermont. He ran as a socialist for senator from Vermont. He's always been socialist. He remains a socialist, and he's added Democratic on the front of it. To try to make it more palatable, it's not democratic socialism, anything that they know in Europe. This is a, this is the, um, is socialism in its most pure form, and that means it, he's talked about taking over the electrical grid. He's talked about taking over the healthcare system. There's not a he wants to take over early childhood education and make it so everybody sends their kids to, to government. Uh, the age of like two months three months he's got a plan for all of this and if you just read what his plan is you think about what he's trying to do it's pretty clear he wants the federal government to be have hegemony to be oh, power over everything and when the federal government has power over everything you as an individual have power over nothing
0: and 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 i know he feels that way do young people that support bernie sanders fully understand that or are they still hanging on because they want him to forgive their college debt
1: well i think free stuff is his big appeal there's no doubt about that and you know we don't really teach critical thinking so understanding that that stuff isn't free is is beyond is beyond people but let's let's be honest mike there is always going to be a, a a constituency for pay my bills there's always going to be a constituency for i'm concerned about health care and i'm scared i need a safety net and the government's got to do it there's always going to be and you can expand that as far or as narrowly as you want so he's appealing to that basic fear that that people are going to be left behind from health care be left behind from the student debt and quite honestly, I think we have to do something about student debt. I just don't think, you know, basically Bernie's plan is the right way to do it. We have to force colleges who have raised the uh, tuition costs so high, far above the rate of inflation, simply because they had these kids who they could talk into getting going deeper and deeper in debt. We have to get the, have those colleges be able to be sued by students who can't find jobs in their fields when they've encumbered themselves with fifteen hundred thousand dollars worth of debt.
0: Right. Hey, Rick Manning, we're out of time. I appreciate that. But he'll be back and we will speak with him uh, a little further. Clearly, we have uh, a little more conversation. I never get to I got to Joe Biden, South Carolina. Is he still going to be the winner in Carolina? Will that jumpstart his uh, campaign or will this be Bloomberg Bernie as we head into Super Tuesday? That and of course, what uh, what President Trump and his campaign is up to. We'll talk about that as well.